What's up, water polo fans? NCAA Water Polo is back, and so is the Cross Pass Podcast. Welcome to our 2019 NCAA Men's Season Preview episode. Yes, games have been played, but there's still a long road ahead. We picked the conference champions, the NCAA champion, as well as individual awards. So, let's get this party started. This is episode number 19, aka season 2, episode 1 of the Cross Pass Podcast. Thanks for listening. Jeez. Ah, Please allow us to reintroduce ourselves. The name is CPP. <laughs> We're back, baby! We are back. About time, huh? Gotta give the people <laughs> what they want. Everybody's been fiending oh, yeah. for some of the Cross Pass podcasts. I know it. There ain't been oh. no water polo talk, no nothing, but we're here. Tens on tens of DMs just asking, oh my goodness, yeah. when are you guys going to come back? I go, out, so many. I go out to the bars, to the watering holes out here and just getting pulled left and right. When's the next pot? I'm like, jeez, calm down. Relax over come here. Come on, yeah. Well, we are back here from our summer break. It was quite a busy one. Yes. Um, I don't think we could have recorded it even if we wanted to. I know I was quite busy with work yes super busy and um yeah just some summertime relaxation Mm -hmm. um so yeah here we are cross pass podcast cross pass two words podcast one word (laughs) um follow us on twitter at cross pass pod um we are on soundcloud google play apple music and spotify plus some big news here we are very well liked apparently and people like listening to us and because of that we got picked up by a podcast network. You heard? We are now streaming on Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. Check them out. They have a bunch of different types of podcasts from all over from football, basketball, high school sports. They basically cover everything in Southern California. I think they have over 100 shows now. And we are one of them yep super cool man pretty excited just about kind it. of extending our reach you know yeah. what i mean like everybody listen to it but check out believe podcast network some really good stuff on there yes sir all right so before we really dive into things yeet um we do have to hit some serious notes here to start off with um first things first rest in peace to justin dignum um mm-hmm. he unfortunately was one of the 34 divers killed from the conception dive boat tragedy from last week on September 2nd. So, um, yeah, apparently he was a big part of the water polo community. Um, USA Water Polo published a statement about it. Um, you know, there's photos of him handing out awards at JOs. Um, he founded a company in, in Anaheim, and it seems like he was a uh, he was a really big part of the USA Water Polo community, so we have to pay our respects to him. Mm-hmm. And also, today is Wednesday, September 11th, 2019, 18 years since that tragic day struck our nation so also with that in remembrance of those who fell that day we're just going to sit here for a quick little moment of silence all right thank you everybody so here we are back again um it is episode one of season two that's right the 2019 ncaa men's season is finally upon us and i'm really excited because we get to pick it up from the beginning not like last year when we kind of started there at the very yeah. end. Also, I guess I'll just get this out of the way. You know, kind of apologies for not having a, an earlier preview episode. Games have already been played. However, like we said, work and life has been in the way. Yeah. However, this is going to be a lot easier because there's some big news. You're officially a roommate of mine now. <laughs> yes. We, 
you, we a, can we can record anytime now. No driving, we good. Yeah, no more crazy long nights of doing this stuff after class and all that. Nah. Yeah, this will be much easier. Yeah. So, like, same, same, but different. Used to be roommates, wasn't roommates, now roommates, roommates again. Roommates again, in the OC. Let's yeah. go. Feels good. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So... First things first, we got some trivia. Mm-hmm. Um, not college related, but I thought it was interesting. Let's see what you listeners can come up with here. My question is, for the USA women this summer, they obviously spanked everyone from around the world. Yeah. At World Championships and the Pan American Games. Big time. What was our USA Senior Women's National Team's largest margin of victory at each the World Championships and Pan American Games. I need two numbers. Two numbers. Okay. I'm pretty sure they hit the trip club. Maybe maybe even twice, but I think once they did. I'm going to go Pan Am's um, largest margin was 29. Okay. And then World's, I'm just going to go 26. All right. Yeah. All right. 29 and 26. Chalk it up for Bosco. I'm going to write this down. Yeah. Right now. So that we don't forget. That's gonna be, that was kind of not a while ago, but kind of a while ago. <laughs> Long enough ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, go ahead and tweet at us at CrossPassPod, whatever you guys find out the answers to be. We'll test out your basic arithmetic skills here and uh, some basic research. And uh, yeah. But now let's get into <laughs> it. What everybody's been waiting for, oh, yeah. our season preview for NCAA Men's Water Polo this year. Damn, so we got a lot to talk about. I'm really excited because, I mean, just naturally, I just know more about the men's side than the women's side. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, so I think that it's just going to make it a little bit more interesting. Um, so here we go. First question for you, though. Okay. Or just a question. Okay. Overall, before we get into everything, before we pick our teams... Biggest storyline that you're most excited for? Biggest storyline that I'm most excited for? Oh, man. Caught me by surprise with this one. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say um, the easy one has to be how UFC <laughs> reacts to not having Yovan yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, but I think I want it to be just like how, how the GCC shakes out. The okay. GCC has to be the closest conference by far. I think it's going to be the most hotly contested one. And um, so I'm excited. I'm really excited to see how that one all pans out. Nice. Yeah. There you go. All right. But yeah, so a little bit, a little bit more into that. So before we even pick the teams, I think something funny is there was a lot of shakeup and you kind of mentioned it like Yovan. Obviously, he's gone. He's gone. Nobody in the world knows where he's at. Where in the world is Yovan Yeah, Bobbage? seriously. Where's Waldo, dude? That'd be tight. Uh, some old faces in new places, though. Some yeah. play, some things we got to go over, just in case people didn't know. Uh, one of, I mean, just to build off that a little bit, Pinta, who is now the head coach of USC. I mean, he's not technically in a new place, but he's on a new place on the bench. (laughs) He goes from sitting to standing. So, I mean, he was in the shade, keep it cool, just, you know, maybe taking stats and shit. But now he's standing (laughs) up. He's catching those yellow cards. He out there. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) 
Do you think that he blew the air horn, or what do you think? <sighs> I never paid attention. What was his role on the bench? Do you think? Uh, I think it was like the good cop, bad cop kind of thing. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, obviously not trying to like slight what he's done with the program. He's been yeah. there for like fourteen NCAA championships. Yeah. Um. So yeah, congrats to him. And I did hear he does like a lot of the coaching at practice, like when he who must not be named was there. <laughs> I see. Um, yeah. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Side note, Casey Moon is still there. So associate head coach. For, yes. And it's both, right? They're, yeah. That's how it shakes out. Yeah, I think up. they're just kind of like, yeah, just doing both teams for the year. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, another one. This one was a big one, I feel like, just because of all the hype this kid had coming out of high school mm-hmm. and club. Quentin Osborne is now at Cal State Long Beach. Yeah. Leaves UCLA and goes to Cal State Long Beach. <sighs> Who just, like, Why? You know, I don't know. I mean, maybe just playing time wasn't enough for him. Maybe he just didn't get along with Adam or anything. I mean, only he knows, I guess, or is I have no clue. Because I feel like playing time wasn't going to be an issue this year. We'll get into that later when we actually talk about UCLA. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, they need big bodies down low. Every team does. And he's one of them. So or maybe, you know, he's just kind of betting through like the GCC route of trying to go to NC2As or. You know, maybe studies, they don't have the major he ended up wanting. Who knows yeah. what it was. I mean, he's from Huntington Beach. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's a little closer. I don't know. All right. I guess it'd be maybe we bring him on the pod. Hey, there you go. Uh, next one. This one was big. This one was big. We're just going over the season preview and stuff. And I don't think it's a lot. A lot of people know. But and we're good friends with his brother anyway. <laughs> uh, Dominic Navarez leaves CBU to go to Whittier. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly. Yeah, he was huge for CBU. Yeah, he was. Like, pretty sure is their leading goal scorer, right? I'm. Yeah, I haven't looked it up, but I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if he was. He had the game clinching goal, game winner against uh, San Diego last year, yeah. and. I have no idea. And it's funny because before the year, I was super hot. Like, CBU balled last year. I yeah. feel like they did really well, and I thought they were going to build on it. Some recruits. They also lost, uh, just looking at their roster, a really good go- goalie in Tommy Latero. And uh, I, like, had them really high, and now I'm like, damn. And that's yeah. huge for Whittier. Yeah, that's a Dominic big. is really good. It's a big addition there for the poets down yeah. at Whittier. Um, I think it's definitely going to make things more challenging over there in the Sky Act for Division Three. Yeah. And everything that they have going for themselves, too. So, yeah, just big-time moves. This is... This is kind of like a professional sport. That's right? what I'm got saying. Movement here Straight going on. Center. SVP go pick us up <laughs> later. Uh, next one here, and I think this one this one happened quite a while ago, but I mean, still old face, new place. And I'm think I'm pronouncing this correct. Crutong, 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 the yeah. goalie. Yeah, he- goalie from USC leaves to go to UCLA, and I'm and then he's redshirting. Yeah, Wolf's a senior this year, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he was never going to play because Alex Wolf is a redshirt senior this year. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I just – I wonder what it is. Well, obviously, we have the whole Jovan thing. Duh. But it's like to go from one bitter rival to another, I feel like it takes, you know, like a special thing. Okay. However, not to talk shit, but he didn't play. I know. So, it's like you can't – I guess you don't really invest in the – I would be – I guess it would be even more salty like you don't really have – like. Like, if you were going to leave, like, in the back of your mind, like, yo, fuck this, dude. Like, I'm going to go over there next year, sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Like, if I was, like, he was a really, I mean, really good goalie. Like, he's still a really good goalie and stuff. Yeah. And so, like, to sit on the bench and, like, maybe he thinks, like, he's better than Porter and stuff. And, like, 
he doesn't really care about the rivalry. The dude just wants to play. Yeah. You know, cause him and Porter are the same age, right? Or the same grade. Yeah. So exactly. I, I mean, mean, yeah, with Wolf being a senior, he'll just better opportunity. Ideally step in next year, but you never know. And he's Harvard like, Westlake kid. Yeah, so it's true. He kind of went off the beaten path by going to USC. Most of those this guys go to UCLA. Next one, this is another huge loss. Like like Sawyer Rhodes. Sawyer said Sayonara, <laughs> baby. Go. Went from the pool to the couch. From Stanford to Los Angeles. To no, no pool anywhere I can see. I mean, yeah, I don't know if he's still playing, if he's, I mean, he's not on the roster anywhere, so it doesn't look like he's redshirting. Yeah. No clue what happened. And, yeah, I mean, it just happens. Sometimes I feel like that's just the explanation. Yeah, exactly. You People don't, get over it. They get into school or Greek life or whatever. Yeah, true. Just like, but he's just so, like a huge player, yeah, you know? Definitely. So that's definitely a huge loss for them. You know? Yep. Last but not least, your, another coach move. Yeah, your boy. Not my boy. I don't, I don't, I've never met this guy in my life. Well, we played against him. Austin yeah. Ringheim, former poet, takes over at MIT. Yeah. Yeah. And right, Lathrop left after, like, doing really well. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'd like to assume that, you know, he found... Uh, a quote-unquote big boy job or whatever. Yeah, like no, something he's in the a, field that he actually studied. No, he's another... I'm pretty sure he's another assistant coach. Really? I thought he left to be an assistant coach somewhere. Oh. Um, I could be wrong, If though. you can find that, that'd be great. Uh, yeah. But, I totally um, thought he left to be an assistant somewhere. But he obviously did an excellent job at MIT. He won a couple of awards there at the end. And then he just left, and now Austin Ringheim's there. Yeah. And Austin Ringheim was at Austin College. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he left the ruse. I think one thing that's pretty gnarly for both of us is that... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah is that like austin like we played against him and it's like crazy that like all these like young heads now are like becoming pe- coaches yeah exactly yeah. like raymer you know like he's yeah. over at ouaz shouts out um and then there's like a lot of people that we know that are at the jc level that are eventually going to work their way up another one another one that we don't have on here but t- uh but this is men's we'll save it okay we'll save it yeah i'm good at it okay all right. Well, that's <laughs> it for our old faces new play. We could be missing a shit ton yeah, and let, just not even know. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Um. So now all we've really got left here is the uh, the NCAA men's preview here. Let's go. But really quick. Um. Just you know scrolling through the Twitter sphere over the weekend because it was the opening weekend of games. Um. One thing I noticed that Daniel Leeson tweeted out. Um. Because of a scouting rule, he couldn't go and watch Pro Reco. The Big time Italian club playing against Cal tonight. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. I don't really get that. Yeah, because um, uh, yeah, that's stupid. So I don't know too many details behind it, but that's definitely a bummer. And uh, yeah, this past weekend was the Triton invite. Always that first weekend down at UCSD. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of uh, big time games. UCSB upset Cal yeah. by three goals. I mean, I thought we were gonna save that, but yeah, well, huge. I'm, I'm just kind of glossing huge. over here for a second. But yeah, huge. a lot of big time games that uh, that will kind of tap into one by one. I think as we talk about the actual teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, so here we go. NCAA men's preview. We're gonna start on the East Coast and work our way. Yeah, so we're going to pick each conference winner. We're going to pick the NCAA champ. We're going to pick player of the year, coach of the year, Catino nominees, and then finally the Catino award winner. Correct. All right, so we're starting with the M-A-W-P-C. Correct. Yes. And for that, you already know where I'm going with that. The Buck 
Bill Poison <laughs> are taking it. Shouts out to my boy Cheerios. Got the inside scoop, man. He told me he thought the men's team would be really good this year. And I have full confidence in Cheerios. Dude does not know how to draft for fantasy football, <laughs> but he can coach some water polo. Yeah, he and does. so I'm going with the Bison. Bison! Let's go. <laughs> my favorite thing at the end of the women's season last year was hearing about how I think, like, the coach or some people thought that we were doing it, like, in, like, a mean way. Like, we were being dicks about it. Like, no, it's a term of endearment. Dude, they're The way that we say the bison. They're hard in the paint. (laughs) If I see a motherfucking bison coming at me, you think, ooh, no, I'm getting my ass out the way. Yeah. Bison hard in the paint. Bison. Let's go. So, yeah, the Mid-Atlantic Water Polo Conference, as it's known. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pick George Washington. Ooh, very solid pick. Yeah, they won last year. Um, a couple of notes about these teams. Uh, the Bucknell Bison lost their top scorer last year, Marco Georgievich. He scored 61 goals last year, but they returned uh, four other out of their top five. And a gentleman by the name of Jack Otto is in goal this year. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, for um, GW, uh, they got a lot of firepower. You know, They got two guys who scored 80-plus goals last year returning. Um, they lost their goalie, but they have a grad student from New Zealand named Matt Taylor, Taylor, Matt Taylor, playing in goal. And uh, so, yeah, I like GW's chances. There you go. That's it for the MAWPC. Solid pick. Next one, NWPC. And for them, this was kind of tough because I wanted to go outside of it because I do... So I'm picking Princeton. All right. I'm picking Princeton, but there's a small part of me that thinks Brown can come out the cut and do something here. Okay. Yeah. Do you care to elaborate? Uh, I just think that they are just kind of like on the ride. And again, another homie that we know that's coaching over there and like... Just to kind of hear, shouts out Jenny. Like, shouts out Jenny. Yeah, just to kind of hear inside scoop and stuff and like what's going on over there. They're doing some good things and like sounds like they're really trying to like progress and get like back into like really the top tier, you yeah. know, and get over that hump of, you know, Princeton and stuff. But I'm picking Princeton. All right. <laughs> A um, team that's on ESPN on the reg is probably pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, so Princeton was last year's champion. Uh, they lost their top scorer, Matthew Payne. 77 goals they lost out of him. Modern day product, if I'm not uh, mistaken. However, I'm picking the Crimson. Okay. The Crimson from Harvard. Mm-hmm. Um, they returned big three players, Dennis Blyashoff, Charlie Owens, and Austin Sekrist. They combined for 204 goals, but they obviously have other good ballers like Bruno Snow, shouts out, the IE, mm-hmm. my guy over there on the right side. Um, they have a player named Noah Hodge in goal. And, um, I mean, I feel like... The NWPC, the Northeast Water Polo Conference, is um is like it's always a pretty good toss-up. Like Princeton and Harvard always battle it out. Princeton won by two, I think, in last year's title game. And so it's just kind of like, you know, it's up for anybody. So I'm picking Harvard this year. The uh the NWPC tournament is at Harvard. So I think they're gonna have some home pool advantage there in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Some of that indoor pool swag. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> And uh, so that's that for the East Coast. Now let's return to where uh, almost all the water pool lives on the West Coast. West Coast, <laughs> going, going, backpack. Let's go. All right. The one conference that's near and dear to all <laughs> of our hearts. The one that we go to bed thinking about at night. The first thing that's on our mind in the mornings. You're checking scores Saturday. What's going on in the Sky Axe? We're to your mother, son. <laughs> that's exactly go. it. Let's go. Sky Axe is here. 
I'm picking the poets. <laughs> the Whittier poets, dude. Jeez. Oh, I mean, dude, I think that Dominic pickup is just absolutely huge, bro. Yeah. They had the baller on the guy, uh, baller on the team last year, Carlos. It's like a animal dropping seven or eight goals a game, basically. Yeah. And then you get to team him up, and I'm pretty sure they both played together at Commerce. Yeah. Like that's got to be a sick connection. Yeah. And I think again, like Whittier just always does get good recruits. They were kind of on the low, but they were still finishing top four, I think, in mm-hmm. Skyax. And they're like, and I also credit that to like a new coach, you know, like trying to build that pipeline back up yeah. of recruits and stuff. So I'm picking the poets as it pains me, but yeah, the poets did just lose one senior last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also big time, obviously. Also in the mix, uh, Claremont Mud Scripps, you know, they have a young squad. They made it to the championship game last year, but I feel like, and I feel like it's always been kind of this way with CMS. Um, at least, like, even, like, when we were playing, too. Like, they're always just, like, that squad that has just, like, a couple of really sick, like, field players and, like, a goalie. Yeah. And then, like, Lonzo just knows how to make I it work. I was say, they're just really well coached. Yeah. <laughs> like, really well coached. So, I just I just kind of see the same thing happening with them this year. So, um, I feel like CMS is not my pick is where I'm going. <laughs> okay. I was like, damn. And, uh, and then, obviously, the last one, the defending champion, Pomona Pitzer. Um, they're super senior heavy this year. They only lost Adam Ward, who was the Division Three Player of the Year last year. A huge part of it. he was their two meter man. He was their leading scorer. Yeah. Um. So that's huge. And um, yeah. I just I'm gonna go out here and do it, man. I'm also gonna go poets. You're gonna go poets. Go poets. Damn, you got that sage and blood in you. Though. This is why. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, dude, that's this it. is why. Listen, because um, one, yeah, because Dominic, the addition is huge. Um. And two, like, just like that, like that, like Whittier style of play, like, is always disruptive and always gives people headaches, including Pomona. And I feel like it's always been like back and forth, back and forth, and Pomona's always come out on top. And I'm just looking for something new. Yeah. You know, so I'm looking. I think the poets are gonna do it. Nice. Um, Real quick, Pomona did play CMS already this year. Okay. And they won eight to five. Okay. And they were like, I'm pretty sure they were tied with like Pep going into the fourth quarter. At least it was like two to two at half with Pep. Yes, it was definitely close. I'm not saying that Pomona's bad. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. You could tell that the Sky Axe are near dear to our heart. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So we're both going poets for the Sky (sighs) Axe. Yep. And uh, let's see their first matchup. Wow, this is a, their very first conference game of the year for both teams is against each other. Wednesday the 25th at Pomona Pitzer, 7 p.m. Mm. So, hitting the ground running for Skyac. Mm. What are you at Pomona? What are you at Pomona? September 25th. No, Pomona plays Caltech and Calu before that. Okay, well, I'm, oh. years first. I'm looking at oh, your schedule. Okay, well, either way. Yep. All right. So, yeah, there it is. I did it. Okay, I went forward. The big one, the doozy is up next. Oh goodness. The GCC. Holy shit. Like this is this is for sure like I w- this is when I really wish like water polo was st- like streamed a lot better. Yeah. I mean like I obviously it is getting better but this is like a very if you're a true water polo like fan, this is a really good this conference. This is it like top to bottom shit. you really can't go wrong. Yeah. I I like I love this. I love this so much as a fan. <laughs> yeah. There are some really good games to go to. I mean, you got Santa Barbara, who's already taken out Cal. Like, huge upset there. Yep. Long Beach. You got Pacific. Um, Pep. 
Like it's and and Irvine, correct? Irvine's in there, yeah. There's just like, t- like you said, like top yeah. to bottom, like heavy L- hitters. LMU, LMU. <laughs> There's just heavy hitters, top to bottom. Um, I don't know. This is a tough one, but I think pers- oh, LMU's not in there. Oh, so I was gonna say I thought they were WWE. Or uh, but either way, so my pick is. So much drama in the LBC. Oh, Let's go, God, dude. Of course you would. Go Beach. They're the Sharks now. Go the oh, Long Beach right. Sharks. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, dude. I think, Forgot. dude. Yeah, Long Beach is tight, dude. Long Beach is pretty good. Austin Stewart coming back. Um, they picked up Osborne. They still yeah. have Jonathan Wong. They still have Garrett Zahn. Like, yeah. they just have scores. They added the Brazilian Rafael Vergara. I would say he was, I was literally player. what I was about to get into next. Like, that guy is a player. Like, he's basically a professional player. Like, he's coming in hot. Yeah. And I think they just load, they're just they just loading up on scores and scores. It's almost like that Golden State swag. Like, <laughs> we can outscore, we can outscore you. Slow Let's down. go. Slow down. I know that your former... That's yeah. why I used to pan for gold, but let's yeah. not make comparisons to Golden State Warriors. Hey, I'm just saying they have the mentality. They're trying to score. <laughs> they also return their goalie, Marwin Darwish. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of background. Santa Barbara was picked to win in, like, in the coaches' pool, but like barely. Mm-hmm. Like one or two points separated them from the other ones. Um, yeah, Pacific returns their top scorers. Luke Pavilar, Luis Araya, Engine Ege Kolak. I, can somebody give me a correction on that name? I know I'm butchering it. I'm sorry. Where's that little ear thing? Yeah. Uh, John Barry looks like he's been playing this year for them in goal. They've only had two games. Um, so because that was kind of the question mark coming in was goalkeeper. Um, so, yeah, there's that. You see Santa Barbara. I honestly don't know, like, really any of the names on the team. But they're playing well so far. Yeah. So when you beat a team, you know, top four, you're good. Yeah. And I want to get into that later, too, about, like, winning – you know, for from UCSB's perspective and Cal's perspective, uh, the, the way that that game turned out. And then Pepperdine, Marco is back. From yeah, that training. is honestly pretty huge. Yeah. He's a baller. Yeah. He's really good. They also have Chris Dilworth, a Hungarian named Balash Kosa, who's been scoring a lot of goals for them. And, um, yeah, this is year number 27 overall for Terry Schroeder, Pepperdine, and two stints. That's almost, or actually, that's not almost. That's more than as many years as uh, we've been alive. Mm-hmm. So, and that's just a one institution coaching water polo. So, shouts out to Terry for just sticking to one place. I think even just like looking at and hearing all that stuff, like yeah, just a very exciting conference. Like it could go just anybody. I feel like anybody can be anybody any given day. Exactly. Like, like it's, every game is like got to be huge. Like you're like getting amped up, like holy shit. Yeah. Like we got to get, we got to do this. You got to look into what the tiebreakers are for that. Yeah. And then not to leave anybody out, UC Irvine's also in there. Um, I think they're just kind of like still building though. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is the eight years year. As much as I love the Zot Nation. Yeah. Right down the street from us. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not their year. So my pick to win the GCC um, I might not know. I might not know much about them, but I'm going Gauchos. Oh, you're so going Gauchos, so baby. Snapper. Oh, hey, shoot! Cheers <laughs> to that, baby. Thank you, thank you, Gauchos. Uh, moving on, WWPA. I'm gonna keep it quick. If I was a betting man, I'm always gonna play. Keep it, keep it hot. What is going? Let it roll. I'm going San Diego. Just, just that's it. Like, there's nothing else to say. Yeah. You see, San Diego, the reigning champion. Um. I don't know how many years in a row, but they're, le- they're returning Jack Turner in goal, who's been playing with the national team. Um, Connor Turnbow Lindenstadt, who looks like he's going for some kind of scoring record. He dropped like seven goals against Long Beach in the NCAA tournament last year. 
Um, let's see. They already had their first WWPA game today against Concordia, and he scored five. Uh, I haven't looked at how many he scored over the weekend, but that guy's obviously their number one threat. And, um, yeah, some some big dates. Also, on September 25th, they play against LMU. It's a big rivalry day for UC San Diego. And, um, yeah, and then they have a conference game at LSU. Or at LSU. Ooh, LMU. Down in the bayou. <laughs> <laughs> on October 12th. Um, also in there... LMU, they got a guy from the Spanish League. A short little guy, too. He's like 5'5". Five, five. And they returned their two top scores. Uh, UC Davis, I think, is going to be their biggest challenger. Yeah. They return all the top scores. Um, November 9th at UC San Diego is the final conference game between them. So that could be a big one to mm-hmm. decide it all. Um, but, yeah, I'm going Tritons. Sorry, Ags. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of one of those people. It just, it just sucks sometimes because you're like, you know, like... I know I picked the poets and all that, but sometimes you just got to go with what you know. Yeah, exactly. And in the WPA, all you know is Tritons. Yeah. So last but certainly not least, Heck no. the MPSF. Uh, just, yeah, just huge. Everything all around. Players moving around. Coaches doing crazy shit and not coaching anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> A bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah, man. I don't That's know one what the hell is going on. Um, but still, at the end of the day, like, mo- like most competitive teams, I mean, I guess most, I don't even know, not much. Mo- I don't, you know, what are you trying, trying to say here? I was gonna say not most competitive teams because of the GCC, but like just what it is, the top dogs. Yeah, they are, they're just the best teams in the nation. Yeah. And this one was kind of hard, like just looking at rosters and what happened last year and obviously coaching changes and like we just talked about. But you know I'm sticking with my boys from Troy. Trojans taking the MPSF. Dude, you're so lame. No, I'm not. All the listeners, whenever their podcast feed refreshes and they see that there's finally a new CPP in there, <laughs> and it's going to say NCAA Men's Preview or when they know that's what we're talking about, they're already going to know that you picked that. Do you yeah. realize that? Yeah, that's okay. It's so lame. That's whatever. All right. Um... Just want to make sure that you knew that. Mm-hmm. Haters going to hate. <laughs> All right. Well, I'd like to de- uh, dive a little bit deeper into the teams here. So since you already um, spoke about USC, they are the reigning champion. Oh, anybody, are they? For anybody who forgot. Oh, shit. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> Fuck. My bad. They beat Stanford at Stanford in a 14-12 championship game. Crazy, hectic second half of the final where it seemed like everything was going in. Too little, too late for Stanford. Um <laughs> I said everything was going in for Sanford except for that five meter. <laughs> slippery. My, my bad. It was raining up there, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, so USC, um, they returned six of their top seven scores um, and like pretty much all their pieces. So, you know, they're obviously up there. I don't blame you for your pick. Uh, Stanford, who is coming in at number two in the overall poll, um, they graduated Oliver Lewis. This is a preseason goal, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been is. an updated poll as of today, but either way. Um, Andrew Chun looks like he might be the goalie. He redshirted. He played for San Diego Shores back in the day. I remember seeing him playing for club. I think he might be the goalie. Um, the lefty, Tyler Abramson. Abramson. He began to like really break out last year for them, I think. Obviously, they returned Ben Halleck. Best player in the nation, if you ask me. Uh, Dylan Woodhead, Bennett Williams. Um, they returned their top three scores. Um and so, yeah, I just I think that they're going to be the strongest contender, and they are my pick to win the MPSF. Stanford. Yep. All right. So, but let's not go anywhere. Let's. 
Let's not go anywhere yet. Let's talk about the other two teams first. Um, I'm going to talk about Cal first. Um, Cal Cal is uh, just the youngest squad by far. Um, They didn't make the NCAA tournament last year. They didn't even get it at large. And I fear that they're going to have the same fate this year. Mm -hmm. They're just too young, man. They have three seniors. Only four juniors. Two of them are transfers this year. Two, they got two transfers from Wagner College, um, a New Zealander and a Serbian. Um, they got a freshman from Greece. Uh, they played that Pro Reco team tonight, lost 20 to 8. That's okay because Pro Reco is filled with a bunch of Olympic <laughs> yeah, exceptional players. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think that Cal is still just kind of building up after losing the likes of Johnny Hooper, Luca Cupido, and. Um, and just that whole entire squad that won the championship a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Cal you might like to share? No, I think kind of you hit it on the head there. And I just think that like you hear, I just don't hear it. I mean, I just don't really hear of any really recruits like going there, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of, kind of died off a little bit. I don't like when Johnny went there, it was like big time, like, holy shit. Like, yeah. you know, and I just had, I think, yeah, kind of relying on the transfer game a little bit, but um, One freshman standout they do have is Warren Loth. Loth, mm-hmm. he was a baller in high school. Yeah. So, so they got him. So yeah, um, yeah. Like you said, just kind of young, still trying to figure yeah. it out. Adrian Weinberg, the goalie. Uh huh. I think just the other two, even like I just think SC and use and Stanford are just still just yeah. ahead of them. Like there's not you can't when like Halleck's on the team and like he's so good. Like you don't really have anybody yeah. to match up with them, and then. There's USC still, there's just still, so many scores. They're still going to be a top dog team yeah. in the entire nation. Yeah. They just happen to be like on the bottom rung of the top dog teams. Yeah. When that happens. Yeah. And um, so then last out of the big four, we have the Bruins. Yeah. Of Westwood, UCLA. Yeah. Alex Wolf, just national team goalie, getting all that experience his senior year. The only senior. On only the team. senior. Yeah. That's huge. Very young squad. Returns Savijevic, right? Or is that how you say it? Savijevic. Savijevic. Cavano. Well, they lose Osborne, but I mean, I guess he wasn't really that much of a contributor for him. Um, dude, another good pickup that I was talking about earlier, redshirt uh, freshman this year, Ryan Sawyer. Really good goal scorer, lefty from Palm Desert. Um, he's like he's scored a lot of Gs for them so far in these early games, but I think that's a low-key pickup. I mean, they have just a lot of lefties. I mean, they have... Ash, they have Sawyer, they have uh, Travisano. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just all about that lefty swag right now. And, yeah, like you said, a young team. But Adam Wright, man, he just, like, he always figures it out. Like, he knows what – we talked about this a while ago, a couple weeks ago, but I feel like he does a good job of getting the best from his guys. Yeah. Like, he knows what he has. He knows their strengths and weaknesses and does a good job of getting that from them. Like, that run, like, when they took down – USC, you know, like USC mm-hmm. was just a dominant ass powerhouse. And then Adam like took these guys and like built them up over that span and like crushed them, yeah. you know, like that was huge. Yeah, I think um, I think you bring up a really good point because they are they're just kind of like a well-oiled machine in that way. Like when you watch them play, if they get scored on or if they score, they all literally just sprint back to half. Like they're all very about like system and culture and like being about on the same page all the time. It doesn't matter who's like scoring the goals or doing whatever, you know, it's like kind of like the common goal. That's the feeling that I get. Yeah. Obviously, I don't go there to their practices or anything like that. That's the feeling I get. And um, so, yeah, and just kind of like, you know, like they like they get good players. But I feel like when you look at the roster, especially this year, 
like there's just aren't like a ton of names that just are like jumping off the page at you yeah you know but they're but you know that they're still going to be successful yeah but in to speak on that too a little bit they're getting like if you see who's signing there like for next year and like all these pre-verbal commitments or whatever like they're getting now they're getting like the top guys it's like oh shit okay and i think it has to do i really truly think it has to do with just like the club thing like Mm -hmm. you play a club together like you're gonna want to go play with those guys and yeah i also think like playing against somebody too like if you see like a guy who's a winner you know and he makes a decision to go somewhere and you're like damn that guy was fucking good you know like i want to go it's like like an NBA team or any sports team. Like if that guy's going there, they're probably got some like Kyrie and KD. They went oh to Brooklyn. God. Who the hell thought they would go to Brooklyn? This is true. All right. So you're picking Stanford. That is your pick. Yep. Okay. Um, so also shouts out to uh, Penn State Baron and Austin College who are also in the MPSF. Rip. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. They got it. Uh, NCAA champ. Shall we pick? Yes, we shall. All right. Well, I think this NCAA championship is going to come down to exactly what it was last year. USC Stanford and your boy is picking Stanford. Wow. And it wasn't because of all that shit you were talking (laughs) earlier. I swear. That's why I was like looking at my notes. I was like, oh, you're talking all this shit. Dude, I just think that it's kind of like what happened on the women's side. I just think that. Like Stanford, they have Ben Halleck. Like he's already just like an ultimate game changer in my opinion. And they've got Abramson. They have John Tant. Like they just ha- they just have it. I think coaching is a huge part at this level. Like once yeah. you get to the highest level possible, like it also comes down to like coaching and managing. And and Pinta's been there forever, and like still has like all been on those championship teams. And like not to say anything about it, but I always think. I always think it's much different when you're the one standing up and you're the one handling it all. Yeah. And I think like, I for sure think like Ben missing that five meter is like probably haunted him for a long time. He's gotta be so hungry. Yeah, exactly. That whole team has to be so hungry. A hundred percent. So yeah, I'm picking Stanford, man. I think that they were close last year. I mean, not, I mean the game got kind of out of hand at first and shit, but I think that that was just kind of like a thing that happened, but I think they'll pull it together in the championship this year. So Stanford, as much as it pains me to say this, <laughs> Stanford over SC. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, the NPSF tournament is at Cal. NC2 is at Pacific. Uh, just a side note there. But I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> oh, thanks, dude. I'm picking Stanford, too, because uh, I picked them last year. They, uh, yeah, just... Why can't everything be like the GCC? Why can't there be like much more difficult things to say? Yeah. I mean, I I just feel like I can't come up with anything else that you haven't said. You know, Ben Halleck is there. John Vargas has been the coach there forever and ever, and he's about due. You know, like they haven't won a they haven't won a title since like Tony was there. I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna fact check myself right now. I'm pretty sure you're right. <laughs> but it's just like it's just been a long time coming for Stanford, who's been like an institution of water polo for such a long time that like they just finally need to get theirs. And there's no better time than after coming so close to winning and then losing like they did. Yeah. So all right. We're both picking the farm. Yes. Again, sir. as much as it pains me, shouts out Troy. Prove me wrong. Let's go, Trojans. Yeah. Last time Stanford won was two thousand two. Damn. So um that's a long ass time. Yeah it that is. That was a really long time. What were you doing in two thousand two? <laughs> Uh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Player of the year. Um, this is an easy one for me. I'm just going Ben Halleck. I agree. Like there's no. Unless like Marco or Hannes from USC have like some kind of crazy year. Yeah. Or even like out of body experience. Pavilar, UOP, like he's a really good goal scorer and stuff. But I think it's Ben Halleck. Like he's the man like right now of NCAA men's. Like the only thing that would influence it is like the typical, like if if, if FSC wins. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And then whoever is the leading goal scorer from them, like, like, like Merchep, the lefty, right? Yeah. Croatian guy, like things like that. So I think that definitely plays into everything. So coach of the year. I think he's, he's got to go. Yeah, you got to go Tanner. Um, and I'm assuming you're doing the same for those two? Yes. Okay. My Catino nominees, though. Here we go now. Okay. Uh, Halleck, obviously. Yes. Next, Abramson. Wow. Yeah, I think, like you said, he broke out towards the end of last year, and he was like kind of getting some love from the USA team. But I think, yeah, I think he's just going to be a pretty good goal scorer for them and, yeah, just kind of really do a lot of big things. So I think uh, he'll be – and again – because of Stanford, you know, winning. Yeah. I think that has a huge part of it. And then uh, finally, Dobe. Like, I think he's going to be USC's, like, go-to guy, even though Mirchev, like, obviously is a really good school scorer, but I think it's just kind of Dobe's Dobe squad, yeah. to be honest. All right, then. Um, yeah. So my nominees, yeah, Ben Halleck. You, you forgot the key ingredient, man. There's always a goalie. True. Alex Wolf is going to be the goalie nominee. Ah, that's true. And then uh, and then my third one, uh, splitting hairs here. I was tossing it up between Dobe and Marco Vavic. And uh, I'm going to go Marco Vavic. Okay. Yeah. And who are you picking? To win? Yeah. Ben Halleck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Same here. It's so... I hate how these things are predicated on results. And I hate how, like... The concentration of power at the top is so concentrated. True. We can talk about this another day when yeah. the weekend games are slow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just it just really bothers me, and there just seems to be no end in sight. Speaking of which, listeners, if you guys would like to contribute your conference champions, your exactly. NCAA champion, your player of the year, any of these things that we just talked about, please go ahead and let us know on the Twitter sphere at CrosspassPod. That's correct. Let's go. Yeah, I want to hear the shit we missed, all that good stuff. Yes, please tell us where we messed up, things yes. that we left out. Um, you know, we can't cover everything in this just, you know, amount of time that we've got going on here. Yeah. So that was it for our preview. Um, just some other, like, news and notes things going on. Um, I want to circle back to the whole thing with Cal and UC Santa Barbara. Yeah. So I feel like different to... Other sports, like, these early season games mean something for, like, the early season games mean something for the big four teams, and then these early season games mean something for the other teams. And then when these two worlds collide and things happen that they're not supposed to happen, it kind of creates, like, a, like an interesting result, I think. So, like, for Cal, they've lost an early game now two years in a row. They lost to Harvard last yeah. year. So if I'm Cal, how am I going to feel, like... Do you feel like there's only been one weekend in the books and like the season's already going down the crapper? No, there's only been one season or one weekend in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, but you obviously know that you have a lot to work on and maybe it tempers expectations. Who knows? Or maybe it was a fluke. I didn't see the game. You know, we're only going based off of scores here. But then if I'm UC Santa Barbara, you got to be like riding on, riding on cloud nine. You know what I mean? Like, dude, like we just took down a big 14, blah, blah, blah. But... 
I, I hope you felt that butt coming. But there's still a lot of season left, and it could have been a fluke. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's just like, it's just hard to like really extrapolate like what's really going on from these kinds of games. But I love seeing the upset. Yeah, I think you, like you said, it's Cal uh, kind of like been there, done that, I guess. Like you said, they lost last year. I will say, I think the bigger thing is that this like Santa Barbara and like all these other teams like Long Beach, um, Davis, like these teams have been kind of on the bubble pep, like have been on the bubble, you know, cracking UOP and like Cal loses to them. It's kind of like, oh shit, like, you know, maybe the tide is starting to turn a little bit here. I like hope we so. are because I think last year, well, they didn't have Johnny last year when they lost to Harvard yeah. and team dynamic and stuff like that is totally different this year. This is their squad. Unless yeah. I'm totally missing something that somebody didn't play. And we both, I mean, I don't know, but I, I'm always yeah. assuming that everybody played. Um, so I think that's kind of gnarly, you know, to think about like, yo, this is our squad. And I, what they lose like 12, eight or something, eight, five, eight, five. So okay. Um, yeah. I mean, three goals, you know, that's quite a, I mean, I think that's a big water pole score, like to lose by three goals. Um, but yeah, I think it's huge. Yeah, it's still early and stuff, but I mean, it affects the rankings right away. So yeah, I like that shit, though. <laughs> like, yeah. Now, like the last thing to consider, though, also is given that it is the uh, like the first weekend of the year and all that stuff is like teams are still figuring themselves out. Oh, exactly. You know, so you can't like read too much into it also. But um, I feel like it doesn't happen too often so when something like this does happen you kind of have to to take notice mm-hmm. um let's see some other notable scores from the past weekend um uc irvine beat uc san diego by one five mm-hmm. to four that was a nicely contested game a uh, long beach state beat uh uc davis 13 to 12 in overtime um so there you go some wwpa gcc action going on there um Pomona beat Concordia by three. UCI only beat CMS by one, eight to seven. I think UCI maybe was just a little bit on the come down from that emotional win against San Diego. Um, Whittier pushed LMU. They only lost by two, 12 to 10. Uh, Whittier also beat Concordia. UC San Diego beat UC Davis by four, mm-hmm. 12 to eight. Again, still early. Long Beach beat UCI in overtime, 10 to eight. Um yeah, Cal beat Irvine by five. Uh, Santa Barbara won the Triton invite 12 to nine against Long Beach. So just liking how things are shaped up, shaping up here so far. Yeah, exactly. It seems just like just like we've kind of been talking about just all really, really competitive games against teams that should be competitive. There's not really anybody getting blown out of the water yeah. or anything like that. So that's good. And so a weekend preview, guess what? Mm-hmm. There's a thing called the GCC WWPA Conference Challenge Cup. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> and now they're just going to be playing against each other again this weekend. Yeah. So there's that. There's the IE Classic. The IE, let's go. <laughs> As there is every year at Laverne and at CMS. And Redlands. Yes, Redlands. Um, so, yeah, USC is going to have their competitive debut. They did not play last weekend. So I hope to go and check out some of those games. While I'm up there. And then there's also the Princeton invite. I know San Diego is going out there and some other teams. Um, a big weekend, though, circling on back to Cal. Cal hosts uh, two big games. On the 14th, they host UC Davis. And on the 15th, they host Pacific. So much NorCal swag. Yeah. <laughs> Heck, yeah. And um, 
Yeah, I, th- I think those are definitely going to be probably the top scores to look out for this weekend, in my opinion. Definitely. Um, yeah, again, despite even though it's only going to be week two, it uh, doesn't matter to me. Like, it's still going to have, a, I think, a pretty big bearing on how the rest of the season plays out. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, if you guys have ESPN+, Plus, go on there and watch some games. They're going to be showing games from Princeton. They had games from Brown last weekend. Um, a little bit of a Twitter conversation going on between us and Greg Meskel and other people about just like spreading the word or like, you know, how our sport just needs more things like this, more improved streaming services. You know, Harvard, they had they were they were streaming games. They had like overhead replays and all this stuff. So it's getting better. Somebody on Reddit needs to do the water polo a buff stream. Some buffs <laughs> buff streams Today. for water polo. Oh, man. Dude, that'd be great. Or if somebody just... If you have a hotspot with unlimited data, just pull up. <laughs> just, start, just start a Facebook Live or something, please. Hey, uh, I'm pretty sure that's what USA Waterfall did for some of the games. I'm like 100% sure they did like a Facebook Live. Like they had no other options. Dang. But hey, that's the sport. Speaking of which, why doesn't USA Waterpolo and the NCAA like do something together to stream games? I don't get it. I don't know. That's that's way over my pay grade. Where the money at? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. This was the preview episode, 2019 NCAA men's season. Make your picks. Share the picks. Pretty please. Follow us. Retweet us. Do all that shit. Listen to us, please. Yep. Yeah. On Twitter at CrossPassPod. We are the CrossPass Podcast. CrossPass two words. Podcast one word. Just one. Just one. Yeah. Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Believe. Coming here up here pretty soon. Believe. B-L-E-A-V. Signing off. Peace.